Hey there, I'm Hippa Shenbo and I'm the host of Mommy's Happy Hour. I'm basically not so good at this thing called motherhood, and so instead of having a pity party, I decided to launch my very own podcast as a way of venting and connecting with other women I could relate to. So I'm here today with Shirag for a special one-on-one season finale to recap and reflect on my very first season of Mommy's Happy Hour. I can't believe that I've already recorded and dropped 15 episodes. The season had a whole mix of unexpected guests and random discussions like my husband and I drawing an interesting comparison between us and the royal couple of the hour, yep, Meghan and Prince Harry, and wondering about their bathroom etiquette. Okay, that was probably more me than him. And on the other hand, there were other more heart-to-heart conversations about the real struggles of parenting, the common thread of being sleep-deprived, how to handle tantrums while still connecting with your child, the real unspoken truths around infertility, how to co-parent, and how one of my guests is a serious advocate of marriage counseling and how it can really save a marriage. And of course, it wouldn't be mommy's happy hour if we didn't gossip about my unedited talk with my mother and how, of course, she didn't hold back from criticizing and judging how I parent. So I say you grab a glass of wine in true happy hour spirit, kick back and enjoy this last episode of the season. So hello, Hiba. Hi, Shirag. How are you? So happy to, to discuss our like season finale. I think it's interesting to have a male voice on the mic, even if it's not directly yeah. related to parenting. Yes, for sure. Okay, so um, so let's kick off today. I, I, I kind of wanted to dig in with you a little bit about kind of how the season has gone. Um, I know that obviously starting this out, you had some goals that you walked in with, right, uh, which had to do with slowly but surely unpacking kind of the honest conversations about motherhood, dispel some of those myths, you know, all the things that you've been hearing <laughs> along your journey, and then also do with some learnings. Um, so I want to kind of focus on that first, because uh, I think there were some recurring themes that came out. Uh, many of the mothers said that either they dealt with it or came across it, were unexpecting it. So things like physical health and sleep. And you hear all the stories and you know all of that stuff, but the reality is actually when you get into it is when, when, when you think about that. So, so let's talk about that first. I mean, um, what were some things you took away? Yeah, I guess when I first started this podcast, I thought that, you know, I would love to like connect with other mothers and see what they're up to and basically try to feel normal a little bit because it seemed to be, I seemed to be the only one suffering from lack of sleep from, uh, just like just being burnt out and not knowing what I'm doing. And I think the the recurring thing seems to be that we're all in the same boat, but we're just not, we just don't discuss it maybe as openly at parties, but we discussed it on the podcast one-on-one. And so, yeah, it seemed to be that everybody else is deprived of sleep and everybody's frustrated by like the little things that, you know, you can't, it's very difficult to work and be productive when you have kids at a certain age. And it's just main, I mean, mom brain is real. It is really like that IQ dive is real it, for sure it is and it doesn't recover very quickly but at least it hasn't for me yet yeah and I've heard from you know people who've heard the show or who know that I'm like working on it and stuff like that and obviously they're they're mothers and parents and they've kind of you know started listening in on little snippets um, and it's interesting because you know they they come back and they kind of say they also say similar things right that they're like oh you know when you look at social media it looks like all these mothers are having this glam time and are looking after their kids and their kids are doing all these like funky things where they're just like coloring and naming things and, you know, all of that fun stuff. 
but my kid isn't and it's like it's really weird and of course 2020 was you know a really tough year as well so it was one of those like very a lot of like misconceptions on um what it looked like and what it really was and about that i remember the episode with ann remember she was like the most honest and she's like and that was one of the first episodes i recorded and she was like yeah fuck that shit all these women they're acting like it's like so easy those women are fucking liars remember yes. they don't brush their teeth every night sorry i'm just gonna fucking <laughs> like it's just what it is like and we have to get away like i try but like we have to get away from this narrative of like i don't feel bad about that i really don't I just do my best and let go of like these expectations that like are either imposed by people on social media. Cause I do it. I see all these families together and they look so happy. And I'm like, That's yeah, everybody <laughs> looks like they have like the most brilliant children that read that sleep all night long. My daughter's best friend. And I, I do this and I'm sure like she sent her something in the mail from school and she like wrote her fucking name. It's like in her handwriting. And I'm like, uh, mom fail. Like, and the girl's like a little bit younger and you start to get in your head. You're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm failing. Yeah. She's, she's so right. She, I was like, okay, good. So that not all these women are like having the greatest time because it just appears that everybody's having a great time. And she's like, no, they're not having a great time. They're just good at lying about it. Yeah. And, and even like, uh, just this idea of, oh, I'm, you know, we're home with the kids. We're locked in oh, look at all these wonderful things I've done with my kids. <laughs> and then, you know, Anne was like very clear about it. She's like, oh my God, it is stressful. I don't have a minute to myself because I mean, she has three kids. And it's crazy, like when you think about it, when it comes to like day-to-day -day stuff, even though it looks all, I mean, picture, picturesque sometimes. But I guess also we each have our own experience. So yeah, so she, but she was really honest and she was like, it was great to have a, my, my episode with her, like one of the first ones because she made me feel a little bit normal. I mean, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't surprising as such, because obviously I've been hearing similar things from my friends, but it was just one of those things where I was like, oh man, like, you know, she was, she was brutally honest about it, which I think was great, but it was also just very, almost heartening to be, and I, if you remember, like we spoke about it after, and I kept saying like, this is one of my favorite episodes, even though we'd only been a couple episodes in at the time, simply because I was yeah. like, this is just the raw, honest take, and that's kind of what we set out to do. And I love, I love the fact that she fucks so much. It's like, well, she uses the word fuck more than I do, so it was great. <laughs> It gave you the so, freedom yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's something, by the way, we, we looked into uh, when we were setting up the show to be like, okay, like, how much can we really curse here? Yeah. And then, of course, linked to physical health is the mental health part of it, right? Um, I mean, we're talking and we kind of just spoke about it, too. Um, you know, we talk about sleep. We talk about um, just kind of getting your own time out and stuff. Um, and especially with a year like 2020 when, you know, we were pretty much boxed in. It was, it was a full-time yeah. thing now. You weren't getting the break. You weren't getting to go to work. Yeah, that was the mental health, like repercussions of motherhood is real. I had a, even before COVID and we spoke about that. Uh, I mean, I think I spoke about that myself quite a bit on the show. Um, and yeah, after during COVID, I think it became much more common that people spoke about it like, oh my God, what are you doing during COVID lockdown? And I think all of us spoke about it as mothers because that was like, okay, at least you had some outlet before COVID. Now you don't have any outlets. So you're not going out, you're socializing. And, um, and yeah, and the kids are at home all the time. So it was, it, was, it was tough. And for me, it's pretty tough. Now I have like good weeks and I have really, really bad weeks. And then when they get sick, it's just, it's just brutal. Yeah. yeah. Just like in general, how we kind of like, it's just tough for us mentally to try to create that balance. Uh, motherhood, work, 
you know, marriage, the whole thing. That was tough for me. I think I'm, I think I'm going to tackle that more in season two, because for me, it's like a big, big thing for me. My mental health is like, takes a, like a serious, it's taken a serious like pounding. So I need to tackle that more. You know, just, just to kind of think about this, we kind of covered a couple topics. When you set out to do this, and like you said, like you wanted to have this honest conversation, were you surprised by some of these answers and reactions and, and sort of, the, or just the fact that like, oh, everybody's going through all of this stuff, actually, not only one or the other? Or was it kind of like, this is why I did this, like, I'm glad they started talking about it? Yeah, yeah, no, actually, that I, I was glad because it was exactly what I wanted to do. It's like, that's what I wanted to, it's like, that's what I was, that was my goal. And they, they, all these women gave me all that. They're like, yes, it's tough. Yes, it's fucked up. <laughs> yes. it's So I actually really enjoyed it. And you know, the, the great surprise from this podcast is that I really got to connect with these women. And I find them most of these, all these women actually are women that I really enjoyed talking to. And we kind of text every once in a while now. So it's like, I have connection with them now, you know? So it's really, it's been a really, really nice surprise. And, um, and I'm, 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 I'm pleasantly surprised about how they, they're willing to be on the podcast, that they're willing to be honest about the whole thing. Um, that's really what I was looking for. I was looking to connect with like women that are mothers and are being, that are honest about it. Because some of these women are women you actually know, right? And you, yeah. you're friends with, and you've had conversations about other things, but you haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk with them about motherhood. And then this is, this is where they kind of opened up about some of these things that you didn't, you didn't really fully know. Exactly. So no, it's been nice. It's it's been a nice it's it's a nice it's been a nice journey. I think uh, the other common thing that I think tied quite a few of uh, our guests together was that they were all mothers quite late in life or later in life yeah. than is what we would call convention. Uh, so a lot of them mothers in their thirties, some even later than that. Um, and then we you know when we were speaking to um, Fiona who. Uh, was talking about how she's actually helping mothers even later than what we were thinking yeah. was, you know, um, and she was talking about 40s and 50s, right? So when people think, oh, you know, I'm a certain age, or I'm going through early menopause and I don't have a very high AMH level, I can change that around. And I, I, I've been doing it year after year. So how it works is that put, putting someone in thrive mode means being more conscious of what you're thinking what you're feeling, what you're eating, how you're detoxifying and opening up those detox pathways, how you're regenerating, managing stress, because that puts you in an acid or alkaline environment. I mean, when you and I were working together, we were going far and beyond fertility topics. Yeah, for sure. Because it's how you respond to everything in life, which impacts your fertility. Because if other things are draining you, then your body's hardwired to take it from your reproductive system. So I, th- I think that's an interesting one because, uh, you know, when we were listening to a couple of the conversations you were having and how you guys were able to link up on that and how a lot of the challenges and, you know, I remember you mentioning, you know, the thing that freaks you out a little bit is, you know, when you go to daycare or later on, the fact that you might go to university and realize, <laughs> you know, you're a good decade on all the other mothers and therefore you, you have a tough time relating to them. Actually, you know, that's, that, you know, that's funny because I ask every single guest, what's your biggest insecurity about motherhood? And actually, now that I think about it, now that you mentioned this, that is probably my biggest insecurity about being an older parent. I'm so insecure about it. I, I think I, I have in my book, I know you, I don't know if you read, there's one chapter dedicated to that. It's like, literally, I, till now I do that. I calculate like, who had a kid older than me? And how old am I compared to them when their kid is 18 and my kids, 18? you know, it's just, I think it's a little sick. It's an obsession I have. I'm really, really concerned about it. 
others are like kind of like they don't seem to be that concerned about it. they're like yeah no there's nothing wrong with it a lot of women have you know kids older now even fiona when she said she helps women into their late 40s and 50s and you get pregnant i'm kind of like i hate to say it but i have a slight judgment about that i was like do you really want to be 70 when your kid is you know i don't i don't know it just it's it's a really it's a tough one because i feel like my parents had me when i was younger they had the three of us when we were younger. I think she had my younger sister when she was like 29 or 30 even. Yeah. And we're so close. So it's like that that whole thing freaks me out. The fact that I'm like worried that I'm going to be just so, such, there's going to be such a big gap. The reason I mentioned it also, by the way, is so because something I think about, right? Is I, I don't have kids and, and I'm reaching a point where I'm kind of like, have I missed the boat here? Because there is a question mark to be like, well, how old do I want to be? Because that, that changes the dynamic between the parent and the child, right? And that, that's kind of what you're alluding to. My mom had me when she was in her early 20s. And uh, so her ability to relate to us uh, when we were going through, for example, our teenage years was actually very different from what it is today where you're kind of, you're like, you know, in our 40s and kind of already frustrated with a few things and we're kind of like, okay, listen, like, <laughs> I need a time out here. Something, and our energy levels and all, all the whole, the whole, the whole deal, right? So it's something I think about a lot too. So when I was, when I've been listening to that for me, it's been like, Okay, it's nice to know that there's a larger community of people that are going through the same thing and perhaps that's an interesting way to bond with them. But yeah, it is a little bit freaky. Yeah, that's the only thing probably is that more people are having kids older. So it's not such a rare occurrence now like than it was like 10, 20 years ago. So you would probably be kind of in the same boat with a lot of other people. It's just for me, it's like kind of, I don't know. I just think about it often and it's like, maybe it's a thing, vanity thing, or it's like, I don't know. It just, it just kind of bothers me. I okay. guess. We'll, we'll have to unpack that further down the road too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about some of the tougher moments. I think that there's been some I mean, fabulous in terms of listening to that conversation and, and uh, unpacking that has happened because of the show. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about that too. I think that, I think that's, it's, it's super valuable to have. I know the show is called Mommy's Happier. It's meant to be this lighthearted feel and, and you want to kind of just have a chance to vent and get it out of your system and walk away. But it also is about bringing to light these issues that are perhaps not talked about enough. The biggest example perhaps was, was Noor's episode, right? Uh, so to having a kid with special needs and what that meant for her and her inability, like how difficult it was for her to get through that while she was leading, by the way, this very public life. And it's, it's quite a lot of pressure. Um, I don't enjoy it. Like, like when I started, it was really fun. When did it stop becoming fun? When, I think when I had my second child. Oh, okay. When I had Kayan, and then when he started his uh, seizures, like if it was for me, I would have shut down my Instagram then. For people who are listening, like who have like kids who have seizures, or yeah. those who don't, tell me what is what is the what was he diagnosed with? So he was diagnosed. So basically, one out of twelve kids, statistically worldwide, get seizures at least like once, uh, up to the age of six. So it was really, really courageous of her to to actually share that because I find, I mean, I complain about the regular stuff. And then when you hear that kind of thing, you're like, Oh God, I should be like, really be grateful. It makes you kind of recenter and rethink about things in a, in a better perspective and a more positive perspective, because I think that kind of thing, I can imagine any mother who doesn't have to go through that can really sympathize with that. And, and I was really, she was really emotional and I was like crying as well. It was like, I, I it was, it, it gave me like the chills. 
So you're and just... then there's like there's no like centers for like mothers of kids with epilepsy in Egypt where we can like support each other because it's it's a very very traumatizing thing. It's okay. It's okay. I hate talking about it. I hate talking about it. You said everything you needed to say. Uh, so yeah, she's been going through a very rough time, and and yet there's like so much trauma related to that now that she has, you know, to deal with that. Besides the regular stuff that she has to deal with as a mother. So yeah, that was was really nice of her to share. You recorded that interview in person as well, right? So you were actually like she was in front of you while you were talking. So I can imagine it was maybe twice or three times more intense than what the what we actually landed up hearing. Exactly, it was intense. The other one, I think, also uh, that's come up a few times on the show, uh, it, which is the sort of the, the I, don't, I almost want to say strain, but it's it's an, perhaps a little bit of an unfair word. But what what kids do to a marriage, right? And yeah, they fuck it. They fuck it up. <laughs> we're just, just going to do that. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, because that's come up a few times, obviously. So we look at, for example, the example of Anne, who we've mentioned already, and how after having three kids, they landed up. Uh, separating, um, you know, another example was Iman, who, uh, you know, as being someone who is, um, you know, so driven and she's she's got that energy. She's got, you know, you can hear that when she's talking. And yet, you know, she went through this phase where obviously she had to she had to deal with a divorce and, and deal with co-parenting her kid. And and yes, today it's a happy space. But I mean, she was quite honest about the struggle that she had um, at that time. And we had the same with Nadine as well, you know, who went through that phase with her. And now, of course, her kid is... She's embraced her kid into everything she does, right? Ever since he was born, he has came everywhere with me. And whether it was having a meeting down here on the island, he would come and he would eat his little cookie while we were drinking coffee and having a meeting. And um, he was also a child that was, he loved to take in everything around him. He didn't really say a whole lot. It was kind of how I was growing up as well. He just makes himself at home. They, I remember one time we did a photo shoot and they, they bought him burgers and fries and um, he sat and he ate them while I did my photo shoot. And every once in a while he would come and interrupt the photo shoot. I even have a photo of him um, pulling me out of the photo shoot and asking me to come and meditate. I think he had learned that. Yeah. That's one thing I have to say that is one of the toughest things. Marriage, marriage in general is tough. I mean, I, I knew I was having a tough time before I had kids. I mean, I've been married before. It's my second time. Yeah. This, that's like the most interesting topic I find. I am so fascinated how people actually live together for a long time. That's like, that's one thing I'm always like, how do some people look like they're so happy. And then you find like all of a sudden they're divorced and you're like, what was that? You guys seemed happy. And then you hear all this shit that comes out. And I think everybody has all this crap going on. It depends on the level of tolerance that each person has, you know? So it's such a difficult topic and it's so like one stage is different from the other. Like for me, the stage when, when I had, when we had our twins, like the first two years, that was like, it actually made our, our marriage way better. And it actually has improved our marriage because we had to like kind of stand united because these two kids were like going to bring us down and we're like, Oh shit, we need help. So we, we kind of completely forgot about the little things that we were just arguing about and, and as you know, that was on the that was my first episode, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, that that was the first one we released. Yeah, yeah, you recorded a little bit later, but but it's a good transition because we wanted to talk a little bit about all the all these fun things as well, right? And and sort of yeah, even even our episode looks sounded like nice. We're like, oh, it's such a cute couple, but we have times where we're going to kill each other, and we have times where we're like, okay, it's great. Like every little thing drives me fucking crazy, 
And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. But like, but I actually, I think we find the humor in it more. So for now it's good. But yeah, I mean, Iman shared that. And she, I, I know she did struggle for several years before she fi- they finally got a divorce. And it is tough. It's tough when you have a marriage that doesn't work. I mean, I had one before that that does, didn't work and we didn't have kids. But the added pressure of kids is like a lot of the times you think about that. And I used to always be with my parents are divorced. I used to always think like, oh, yeah, who, who, you know, it's better to like set like a healthy benchmark for your kids of what a real good marriage should be like. But then there is also that it's tough to like to like just, you know, separate when you have like children involved. It's you want to you want you really want to protect them and you don't want them to feel so fragmented. And, you know, it's tough. So, yeah, it's that topic is tough. I should tackle that more. I think we're, we're pretty much setting our, our shape ahead now for, for season two here. And then there was my mother, of course, you know, because, you know, you have the like the fun. Ep- the, well, that was a fun episode, too. I kind of at least it didn't turn it into like a cat fight. So that was good. Were you anticipating? Were you anticipating that when you when you sat down and put a mic in front of her? I didn't know actually how honestly this was like her first time to do something like this. So I didn't know whether she was going to be diplomatic or honest or because you never know with my mother. So I was like, and you can never control what she says. You know, like I'll have a lot of times with around people. I'm always like looking at her like, please don't say that. Don't divulge my personal information to people. But she'll be like, oops, was I not supposed to say that? So you never know. Like, so for example, how she feel. feels about you handling your kids pooping, right? Uh. <laughs> I think you're just too lazy to make the effort. But you just said we're doing so much. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm taking your advice. I'm trying to relax and ease into life. Well, I'd rather you relax on, in other areas and made an effort on this area because very frankly, I think it's just, you're just lazy. You just, because if you put your mind to it, you should potty train them. No, I'm not being lazy. The kids, they don't want to do it and I'm not going to force them to do it. Please, I want the comment. I see the eye roll. Well, the comment is we will never see eye to eye to this. I'm old school. Oh, by the way, breaking news for end of season one, Zane is potty trained. Whoa, look at that. So it happened anyway. And completely on his own. I did it very gently with no stress whatsoever. So this was my mother. My mother is like, I was like, mom, see, I told you, he didn't need to be, we didn't need to stress him out. He's not, yeah, he's fine. Now he's potty trained. Now he tells us when he wants to go poop and peep. A pee and he does it himself my mom was like yeah thank god it happened before school like not like <laughs> it's not- <laughs> yeah it's true, you're right we probably shouldn't have stressed so much about it i shouldn't have been busting your balls about it no that was her thing well finally i mean now we need to do something about nina because she's not potty trained yet and i was like okay yeah i was gonna say i'm like i'm surprised she hasn't brought up nina yet so i guess that there we go she did yeah she's very partial to nina so she kind of cuts her some slack i guess all grandmothers do which funny enough by the way brings me also to to the fact that you did a post about that right you did you actually posted we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes of course but you posted about sort of your tips on how to handle um a, a, a you know a grandmother that wants to be very involved which is lovely uh, yeah. of course on you know, most days but then there are days like like the one we just talked about or pieces yeah. of um, the way you parent being like, okay, here's how I set those boundaries and how I did that. So I think that's something that obviously people can take away from. Yeah, they should read that article. It's it's good. It doesn't have very much solution to it, but you know, it's a little bit of venting. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think you you kind of you you did mention in that a couple of like kind of here's how I look at it from an approach perspective to be like, can you yeah. set this this way or can you set it this way? So so that could be something that's interesting. 
right, so uh, so that's kind of what we wanted to just quickly talk about, uh, kind of share with everybody as well what's going on, and, and that we'll be back in a few weeks, of course. Uh, some of the learnings we've taken away from the show. Um, so while we're away, of course, um, you can find all of the episodes in your favorite podcast players. You can go to mommyshappyhour.com as well. Thank you for listening, and we're going to have so much more interesting topics and so much more fun with this podcast next season. Awesome. Thank you very much. 